Episode 70 of We The Gamer Cast, hosted by WeTheNerdy.com. My dogs are going crazy upstairs. They hear me screaming. I'm stuck in the basement. Thank you for being here. This show publishes on iTunes and Google Play every Monday. Thank you for subscribing. This, If this is your first time, let's be honest, um, you may be a little weirded out right now, but trust me, if you stick around with me, it grows on you a little bit. Every time you answer the phone... I've heard this is a real thing. <laughs> you start to think, what if I just screamed hey at this person right now? Um, it changes your life. So thank you for for those of you who have stuck around. You're the reason I'm here. And for those of you who are new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with strangers from the internet. And we have uh, we talk about video games. We get to know each other a little bit. And if you want to be part of the show, just tweet at me, at Sean Capri. It's Sean like Connery Capri like the pants. Like the flood pants. It's a new day. I have, you might not know this by listening. Maybe you can. Maybe maybe you're in touch with this. I have a sore throat. So I while I chat with you and record this little, this little shindig, I've got a, a big mug full of hot water and lemons. Yes, I am an old man. I've got my, I feel like, like those old cartoons where like somebody's not feeling well you get the bucket of water like the hot bucket of water and the towel wrapped around their shoulders and the and the rocking chair is that a thing am i totally making that up i feel like that was an old school remedy people coming in from the cold might just be a canadian thing so i apologize of course i apologize that's another canadian thing what am i even talking about here what a week it's been i hope you guys are doing well i hope video games in your lives are are going well and that you're playing things that you're enjoying and that you're having positive discussions and you're upbeat that's really what it's all about i hope things are going very well for you i you are in for a treat this week because i have hoshway ponce you might know him as amiibo steel poke steel nintendo mobile news you probably know him already and you're in for a real treat we're going to talk to him in just in just a little bit um but before we get really too positive, I don't want to put on too much of a front because I got some of you know me very well, some of you are new, but this is where this is where we get real. And you might know from the last couple of weeks I've been um I've been doing a lot of thinking. I've been doing a lot of reflection on this show, on just my creative outlet really and and knowing that a baby is on the way, knowing that renovations are well underway that I'm still trapped in this basement. I want to always make sure that this show, that I'm, I don't take you for granted. I talked about this last week with, with Bobby. It was last week or the week before. I can't remember now. I think it was a week before. Speaking of taking things for granted. Um, I want to make sure that I'm doing the best that I possibly can every single week with this show. And I don't ever want to feel like I've getting into a rut. And sometimes just creatively, I think that that happens, especially when you've got something that's a bit of a routine. It's you're doing something every week. I do this at the same time every week just because that's kind of how I fit it into my life and that's how it works. But it's it's easy to settle. It's easy to to stop pushing the boundaries and and doing things the way that uh, that you used to. I think that I've been, I was talking to Dave Moore and Johnny Casino over at Shelved and Forgotten. Uh, I'm on their show, by the way, this week. I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but the way that I described it to them is kind of like your favorite band 
and they put out their very first album is usually the best one. If you think about that, a lot of times the first album is amazing. You got nothing to lose. You're just seeing if you can make it work and you put out a masterpiece. And then as time goes on, you try to live up to that precedent that you set. And I feel like that. I, I am reminded of my show with Bobby a year ago. Um, obviously a very special episode. It went on to the reason that I am talking to Hoshui this week is because I, I met Bobby um, a year ago. So I always want to make sure that I'm striving, that I have that same mindset, that I'm not just getting it done, that I want to push it forward. So I just, what if, for whatever that's worth, I don't know if that really means anything to anybody, but I just wanted to let you guys know where I've been kind of mentally with this this show and just in general. I, I don't want to just settle. I want to be like as creative and as uh, as energetic as I am with a giant mug of coffee. <laughs> so I just need to push forward through that. And I'm, I'm grateful to Dave. Uh, he gave me some great advice. Just stretching. It's really about stretching my creative muscles. Maybe going outside of... of this not necessarily that I'm leaving it behind or doing something else instead but um I he made me realize too that like I haven't written anything in a long time so and I and uh so I might be doing that I I reached out on the We the Nerdy fan group for a feature uh feature piece that I think that I'm going to write on and I'm appreciative of um Amanda Hicks for reaching out and giving me a uh, uh an idea I think I'm going to still go ahead with that it's funny how when I when I put that call out, I'm like, I got all the time in the world to to write something. Why I should write something? And and basically the moment after I put that out, my life just kind of went like crazy. So I will carve out some time. I got to get back to to doing some writing um, because I think that that will definitely help. And then today, and then the other part, I think I've talked about this on the show before too, is just getting back up on the horse. And just if you're down, you just get back up and you do it, and and you'll be amazed at just what happens when you forget that something is holding you back it's kind of like a mind over matter thing but anyway i don't want to i don't want to dwell on that for too for too long but um yeah it's just this is sort of my telling you where where i'm at so i appreciate you guys listening and uh, i mentioned there that i uh that i I spoke with dave moore and johnny casino i will be on shelved and forgotten this week you can follow them at shelved forget what a great time that show is all about it's a dedication and a love letter to your backlog which let's face it we've all got a pile of shame that's bigger than most of our houses is that even a possible i don't know it's large it's it's what i'm trying to say it's larger than an endangered black corn rhinoceros i don't know if that's what am i even talking about yeah look at me just pushing the envelope guys with these terrible analogies anyway please check that out if um if you like this show at all then and you haven't already checked out Shelved and Forgotten. Uh, it's really it's a lot like this in that it's very f- free flowing. There's not really a whole lot of structure. But the one thing that we have to do is play an old game and talk about it. Johnny and I may have had a, a serendipitous moment that I think is just magical, and that's just what the the world of podcasting is all about. So if you want to know, what, I'm not going to give it away. Um, but if you want to know an old game that I played and enjoyed. Then uh, I talk about it over in Sheldon Forgotten. So thank you to those guys for having me on. I'll crash that party anytime that they have me, really. I mean, let's face it. I'll, I'll go on. Um, I actually really like guessing, like being a guest on podcasts. I was on The Warp Whistle. I was on Barry Dunn's at uh, Nintendo Impact Gaming on YouTube. I mean, holy crap. There's, there's too many to even name. So I'll just go with those two. How about that? And... Some of you may, uh, if you're following me on Twitter at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery Capri like the pants, you may have noticed that I I was live this weekend. 
I did a little bit of, I did a little streaming and I haven't done any Twitch streaming since Extra Life. And man, it's, I had a, a small crowd, which was awesome. It's really just about hanging out, playing some video games. It's not, there's nobody's making any money off of this stuff. Let's face it. And I was playing Resident Evil 7 Biohazard and I am terrified. I'm not just saying it just to get you guys to tune in sometimes, although obviously you're more than welcome to. I'll, I'll do this again very soon. But you got me through it. Jace helped me through. Jace Plays Games. Shout out to Jace Plays Games on Twitter. Helped me through some technical stuff. I haven't fired this thing up since Extra Life, like I said. And it's a different, a little bit of a different setup. I just kind of went at it. And he, he helped me tweak a couple of things. I think we've got it under control now. But it was funny because I was playing the game with the lights off. Everything was dark. I was trying to set the mood. I had the the, the lights and the illumination of my monitors. Kind of that was the only lighting that was happening down here. And the game is creepy immediately in a way that is new for I think the the Resident Evil. It's very it's it's a modern type of thrill. I think like when I think of the old Resident Evil games, it's it's um very classic even then even back then you knew that you knew the type of horror that you were in for not necessarily for a video game but i feel like that feeling was was new this was different this was i didn't want to take another step every time i went up to a door i didn't even want him and and you don't really like open doors quickly he of course he puts his hand gently on there and then just kind of creaks it open and you're not sure if there's going to be a zombie on the on the other side or just like a shadowy figure down the hallway this game has me for sure and i and i think streaming is the way that i'm going to play it so this week chelsea is going to be experiencing regina she's going to visit her grandparents and i will be back home with the dogs of course doing renos i will be hard at work with more renovations but every now and then don't tell her but i'll probably be streaming this week too on twitch.tv slash on capri so that'll be fun look look forward to more of that i'm i'm loving my time with resident evil but and this was from my library i didn't pay a dime for this so how about that my my local library yet again pulls through i've got tales of Brazaria from there but i think that resident evil is going to be the one that i'm going to focus on um when I'm too brain dead, or if I'm not in the mood for streaming, I'll, I'll probably pick up some Overwatch as I have been over the last few days. Uh, with I played with Chelsea, she's Bastion. I play as Mercy, and I got to, to hang out with the Married to the Games guys. So Chris McCracken and, and Ed Placencia, it was so much fun. That game, like every time I think, man, this thing needs some sort of progression or something, I am reminded when I hang out with those guys that that the loot boxes are exciting. So. I, not that I really needed selling on that, but it's fun to kind of talk about like, oh, I got this or shoot, I didn't really, I don't know. It's a, it's a funny interaction with that. So I, I look forward to picking that up. That might be my brain dead game over the next little while when I'm too tired or when I'm not streaming and I just want to, I want to play something. Do we, you guys have those moments where you don't really want to dig deep into something? You, you have those, turn it off your brain. We talked about that in the last couple of weeks. And then my, my uh, right before bed, this is where the Nintendo Switch is really gonna gonna kill it because it's, I can't wait. Right now I go to bed and I still have those few moments before I close my eyes and and go off into sleepy land, where I I'm either checking my Twitter or lately I've been playing Fire Emblem Heroes, which is amazing and it's really like this whole conversion thing that N- Nintendo is going with is is totally working because I am just a moment away from going back onto my 3ds and firing up fire emblem fates and and maybe even buying conquest or birthright i'm not sure but that's like it's reminded me of how much i I have come to love fire emblem in recent memory 
So I'm there. But with the Nintendo Switch, my God, I'm going to finish playing down here in the basement. I'm going to, I'm going to take the Switch. I'm going to switch to handheld mode. And I'm just going to, I'm going to take my Switch into La La La, into Sleepy Land. How about that? I bet I'm not the only one. I bet you guys were thinking the exact same thing. Starting to, starting to get excited. I've always been, I've always been sold on the hardware. I know the opportunities this thing is, is opening up. So I'm, I'm getting a little, little, little Switch crazed here. So oh, I hope, again, hope you guys are doing well. I think that's going to do it for today's intro. And that means, yes, it's time to talk to Ho Shui. Again, you know him as uh, maybe through various communities like Amiibo Steel, Poke Steel. Maybe you know him back from the Minecraft days. We'll get into that in a little bit, but you can follow him on Twitter right now at Nin Mobile News. Kind of like Nintendo, but the first three letters, Nin Mobile News. He's also Hey Hoshue Ponce. Hey Hoshue, J O S U E Ponce, P O N C E. Should follow him on all those places. Check out his website, HoshuePonce.com. Here he is, Amiibo Steel, Poké Steel, Nintendo Mobile News, Hoshue Pons. I don't want to miss this. Hoshue. That's awesome. No, thank you so much for having me on. Honestly. Uh... So I told you noon because I wasn't so sure exactly like if you're going to be available like in the morning because I don't want you to wake up too, too early. Oh, no, uh, I'm up with Bobby. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wake up and the first person I talk to isn't my wife. It's it's Bobby, the Nintendo <laughs> guru. <laughs> That's awesome. No, honestly, it's I love your podcast. Let me just start by saying that. Um, love the podcast. I've been watching and well, watching the ones that you do with Bobby and I've been listening to the ones that you do at the camera cast. Um, and I love it. Like I, every time, like I'm working always at home and I'm constantly just listening to it. So amazing job you're doing. Very entertaining. Uh, like what I messaged Stop. you on Twitter, like very <laughs> natural. No, cause I had to say that cause there's not a lot of people who make you feel comfortable. And yeah. I've noticed that the people who you bring on, you're, it's like a general conversation. It's like, we're talking normal. It's like, it's you, like, I feel your yourself, like how you are, like, you're a true person you're not necessarily faking to do it this is this is as real as it gets and honestly like it's funny how life goes on outside of podcasts and i start to think i would like to do this more often like i would actually like to have these types of conversations with people like all the time there's something that happens when people come on this show and you kind of get i don't know you get into the groove of things and all of a sudden we're talking about real things i find that just in right. real life i don't get to have these types of conversations with too many people so this is this is the version of of conversation that i would like to have way more often i could always right. sense when it's like let's talk about local sports team or how about the weather and like i hate i hate <laughs> small talk so i just have I been very fortunate that people come on the show and are and are willing and able to kind of dive in to really anything so yeah man i i really and that's a nice like deflection of of the compliment and nice words as you may know i i don't do so great with compliments so thank you very much that's it's overwhelming it's kind of like you just hope that somebody is appreciating and that you're on the right track and that's the thing too like maybe because the thing is i i started listening like very like a couple months back and 
I found many podcasts where I wasn't necessarily connecting with the person who was talking and yeah. it, sometimes it could go like very long and it was like very boring. But I mean, with you and Bobby, at least with people who I've heard recently, it's mm-hmm. it's very natural. So I as an audience member, I respect that uh, and I like that. Like, honestly, like I'm letting you know people are listening and if they don't like it, then fuck off. But <laughs> amazing job. Well, thank you. It means it means a lot coming from you as well. You you're killing it out there. Like you, I'm, it seems like just everything that you've putting you're putting your mind to you you're putting an, a magic touch to it, and people are responding to it. Speaking of of that, like you're you're the you're the master here. I am I am humbled by your presence. You are so smart, intelligent, ambitious, and creative. I'm like, man i I had some of those qualities when I was your age, but I just didn't have like the wherewithal. I didn't really know where to start. So I did I did things that had no no payoff. They didn't really do anything at all. It was just because um, I just kind of wanted to do them. For example, uh, we used to do like backyard wrestling videos and we would make like James Bond parody movies. Like they were stupid. Nobody connected with them, but they were kind of like dumb for us. But for you, like you're you're creating things that you're building communities. And so I wanted to I wanted to jump in right there because you're also um, I don't want to say ADD. But you have you you are you are continuing. You're gonna be you're a first mover on every front. So you had you had Amiibo Steel. You went to Poke Steel. You're now changing over. But I actually don't want to get too far ahead. I wanted okay. to start. Did it start with Amiibo Steel? That was the first um, sort of instance that I came across your work. Is that where things began? I feel like it doesn't get much further in your life before you were just born. And then, <laughs> so it's birth and then Amiibo Steel. <laughs> <laughs> Goes right into it. No, so. Um, I actually started with Minecraft. Minecraft was mm. actually something that uh, I really enjoyed when I was a kid. I mean, I, I'm considered now adult hitting 19, but uh, as a kid, I, <laughs> Good I, Lord. I'm considered, but okay. All so right. When I, when I started playing Minecraft, I was about 12, 13, maybe. Yep. And um, I really enjoyed the whole community aspect. And I think that Minecraft actually opened my eyes for that because I really like interacting with people. Mm-hmm. I think that's such an important thing because a lot of things online, you can't necessarily, there's not a lot that you can talk. And there's not a lot of, because a lot of people are, you know, wondering exactly if you like them, you know, their opinions are very, you know, yes. limited. And, Something that I always had a thing with Minecraft was that, you know, no matter what it is, even if people always, you know, make fun of the game, the game itself just lets you create whatever you want. Like, mm-hmm. hey, there's a lot of things that you can do. You can create your own server. You can create your own building, like your own vision, your own way of doing things. So that I started doing that. I created my own server, which was creating my own community. Um, at the time, I didn't think about it that way. But now I do. Um, I grew out of the game actually, and it was fun while it lasted, but I mean, some things, you know, last very short and I just wanted to start going into community building online. It was something that I've always aspired to do because as a kid, I always liked performing. So I do have a musical theater background. There it is. (laughs) Exactly. That makes sense. uh, (laughs) Exactly. So I'm. I don't want to say it like this, but I sometimes I do find things that maybe I could do to seek attention to some extent. But I really like that portion because I like to communicate with the audience. Yes. And that is exactly what I'm doing now, translating into Amiibo Steel, which was a community that I created based off a couple of things that kind of inspired me. There are a couple of people in the community that inspired me to do it, like Amiibo News, Amiibo Alert. So big shout out to them. Oh, nice. Um, 
I really like that. I really like what they were doing, you know, because at the time, a lot of people were collecting Amiibo figures, and I was always very fucking pissed off. Sorry that I'm cursing. That's a, but, we got an explicit on this podcast. Yeah, it's what, exactly. That's all I good. Go <laughs> Thank you. So... I really like the idea of you know, collecting these figures, and at the time, you know, there mm-hmm. were people who were reselling them on eBay and stuff, and a lot of people were not necessarily aware of, like, pre-order availability or when they were in stock and out of stock, and I felt like there was a big gap in that. Yep. So I was just like, let me create some sort of a community so I can actually update people on the Amiibos coming out, where you can get them, how to pre-order them. Well, and I don't know if you can see my background. I know sort of the story. I don't know if you've got my video turned oh. on. I've got my, my amiibo <laughs> wall here. I've I've been through the trenches. But I wanna oh. I don't I wanna pause on the Minecraft piece actually. We'll get to amiibo in, in just a second. Um I wanna I wanna jump back because as the old geezer here, I actually I wanna dive into the mind of somebody who is like knee deep in Minecraft. And I'm always curious because that was a while ago, as you mentioned. Like, how exactly are you connecting with people in Minecraft? Like, is it forums that you're meeting up with people? Is it actually in the game? Like, how is it? How is the interaction happening there? So the interaction between like creating a Minecraft server and actually getting an audience to get on board, it's you've had to have some experience with like you know what forums are available and within the Minecraft community. In this case, at the time, which is still very popular to now. Uh, there's a website called Minecraft Forums. So people would, it's similar to Reddit, but kind of like yep. its own forum base for Minecraft servers. So mm-hmm. people there post, you know, what servers they have, artwork that they've done, you know, fan art and stuff like that. So how I started creating a server was same thing. I went through the process as anyone else. You know, I created my own server. I had to edit plugins and stuff so I can, you know, make the server whatever I wanted to do. How old are uh, you at this time? Right now, I'm, well, at that time. At that time, was, sorry. 12 to 13. Oh I was my 12 to 13. gosh. So I was doing that. I didn't know how to design. So I started getting into Photoshop. I actually started learning how to Photoshop, you know, I to get certified on CS5, CS6, and CS4. Certified so, at 12 or 13 years old? Yep. How did you even know that was a thing? The thing is, like, I had a lot of people telling me you should really start getting certified in Photoshop. So in my school at the time, they had this... Uh, technology class which was very boring because it wasn't like anything i wasn't really learning anything and i was yep. just like you i want <laughs> 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 can't say I, like I, I do. get out of the way teacher you know, like, i will show you the ways <laughs> that's the thing yeah i was very bored and i was like look um i know this i know that i and then he's like well then you should really work on a certification for photoshop wow so that's how they put me into doing that and then i started getting like all these things kind of started adding up mm-hmm. and all the things that I've been learning and I just implemented into Minecraft. So I, that's how I started designing. That's how I started doing all these different things. And are we, so uh, we're talking Minecraft on the PC, I'm assuming. Yes. So where did the PC come into play? Like, how did you, were do you, is it just one of those things where um, you don't have a memory where there isn't a computer around or do you know, like who introduced a computer, who can, who introduced technology into your life? Hmm. I'm trying to remember. I, I mean, when I was a kid, we always did have a computer. We always had a desktop computer, but I yep. feel like I wasn't necessarily connected into the PC gaming world at yep. least at the time. Um, so, I mean, like, we've always had, like, like any other family, you know, you have, like, family reunions and stuff. Sometimes you see the kids playing and whatnot. So, at the time, I was seeing my cousin, Gabriel. He was actually playing Minecraft. And I was like, this looks like a really cool game. Like, um, I was like, I really want to get this game. It looks mm-hmm. very creative, very entertaining, you know, building and whatnot, actually communicating and actually connecting to servers with friends and family. So, I was like, that's really cool. Like, I was never exposed to that. Yeah. So, 
I eventually did get my subscription to Minecraft, and I did get a laptop because I was like, I can't play a game without having somewhat of a decent computer at the time. The mm -hmm. one that we had wasn't a decent computer at all. It was kind of just like very Windows XP. Like we're talking very old computer. <laughs> it's not that old. Oh, it's not that old. Oh my god! In my world, I was like, <laughs> so I did get a computer, and that's how I started. Um, I didn't get the yep. PC version first. I actually got the iOS version of there it. it so that's kind of like, my, yeah, that was my trial. That's where I was learning it. And I was like, uh -huh. okay, cool. Then I went to PC version, the PC version of it. And then I started kind of like learning the aspect of the server community management thing where you had to like install plugins, kind of like it's like mods into the game. So I had yeah. to learn how to configure that, set that up, which ones worked in a server, which ones didn't, what was working at the time, what lacks in the community, what's out there. Like it was a lot of diving into the game itself and so are you kind of is this a solo effort like you mentioned family reunion um and your cousin do you have brothers or sisters that you're bouncing ideas off of or they're playing as well like what's your what's your personal community look like at this time so um my cousin never my cousin was actually the one that introduced me to pc gaming so he mm -hmm. was probably the only one within my family who at the time was playing games on pc i was not exposed to that neither were my any of my other cousins or my brothers or relatives most of them was kind of just like let's go to work that's kind of you know what normal not normal people do but like what people who don't play that's what they do yep so i started doing that i mean uh he never wanted to create his own server per se mm -hmm. like we had like many private servers so where we could play but he never wanted to do this like i don't call it a career but something like that like yep. where it's big to the point that i wanted to do it so i got you know i was bouncing off ideas of what he showed me of like creating stuff but then i was bouncing off ideas what i learned from the forums and kind of just diving into the community mm -hmm. that's where i started really going into it and how old is he older than you or younger he was older by i want to say a year or two okay so but at that time it's like even a year or two is kind of like oh this grown-up knows or like this this wise elder knows all the secrets so because i have the same sort of difference between my older brother and i are about two years but it's like he's experienced everything i'm gonna take whatever <laughs> he says and go like just run with it whatever he says is gospel so i always kind of right. like i always find it interesting to see who's influencing who and kind of like what had they experienced maybe beforehand and how do they pass that down so that's why i ask that's why i asked that question so yeah, no so you're playing around with Minecraft, you're building communities, and that's when you realize, oh, there's people on the internet that I can go interact with in, diff in, in different ways. Is it, so it's shortly after that, that that Amiibo come out? Like, is that kind of the time period? Because Amiibo is not that old. Like, you're, you've been on this from the very first moment that Amiibo really kind of came out into, into the forefront. So, um, while I was sort of managing servers online with uh, Minecraft, I was actually looking into the Amiibo scene. So I came in probably around wave two to wave three. Wave oh, okay. three was actually when I hit for Amiibo. It was so quite early, but I mean, I wasn't as early as right. like people like Amiibo News or Amiibo Alerts, but I was there. Um, so um, once I finished, you know, doing my Minecraft stuff and whatnot, because the thing is, like, I mean, I, I've only played the game for so long where it, it kind of gets boring, kind of gets very repetitive. I'm not yep. saying that the game is not endless, but at some point you're able to kind of just like, I want to do more things. Yep. Uh, that was my case. I was kind of just like, you know what? It was cool what I learned here. Awesome. I didn't, at that point, when I stopped doing Minecraft servers and stuff, I didn't think I was going to start going back into 
creating communities, mm-hmm. I kind of longed for that. There was a moment where I think a couple of months where I wasn't doing that. And I was kind of like, damn, I really do miss that. Um, I didn't miss how much I've had to pay for servers, but I was kind of just like, <laughs> I really do miss connecting with people. How were you paying for them? By myself. So I was finding designing jobs at the age of 13 online with people on Skype. How, where is this entrepreneurial spirit coming from? Like, this is obviously ingrained in you. Is this something from your parents or like what? I, I don't understand it. I need to. It, it, it comes a lot from my dad. Um, That's awesome. He actually had his own business. And the thing is, he doesn't have a business currently, but he, at the time before, like even though I was born, it just, he had his own business and mm-hmm. he eventually moved here to the US and he just had to find a job. But I, I feel like to some extent, probably a kind of, I was born with it in that sense. Yeah. I was very, um, I've always wanted to create something, I'm, especially, you know, with my background with musical theater, it's kind of just like how the way I express myself and it's kind of just, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And that's how I've been diving into it. So, I mean, I, that's how I had to pay my service. I've had to find like gigs to start designing, video editing, kind of just seeing what I could do to create money. But on top of that, I'm learning in the process. Oh my God, no kidding. And people actually paying you like not just like i am so impressed by that so okay let me dive into that for a second where where are you finding the work when you realize okay you realize that you're certified in well you don't realize but you realize that you want to do this you become certified in photoshop like is it all part of all that that whole process that you start to learn where to find clients where to actually find the work to get paid to then go do the things for fun that you want to do. Like this lesson that you're learning so early in life, I think is so impressive. And I'd love to like, where, where do you find clients? So the clients, there are always at the time there was, um, through forums, there were always people like, look, I need to plug it for my server. I need banners for my, uh, servers for advertising reasons. Yep. YouTubers who were asking for thumbnails for their videos. Oh, okay. It kind of just became a thing where businesses were like, oh, look, we need a logo. We need some banner. We need some promotional work. We need some mockups. And it kind of just went into that. It's kind of like a snowball effect. Yep. Where as, as I was starting, I was going through, uh, learning a lot of different things, but people started seeing my work and they were like, we need this, we need that. And then I started branching out and networking, which is another thing that I learned from this, especially very important in community building. Mm-hmm. That's so impressive to me because when I was that age, I, the only design work that I was doing was looking at a Mega Man instruction booklet and drawing all the bad guys. <laughs> like that, that was about as good as it got. I don't know how we were drawing pixelated stuff, but that's that's pretty much what we were doing there. Okay, so so we're into the third wave of Amiibo. Things are crazy. You know, people are pushing babies out of the way to get their Wii Fit trainer, and you realize right. that there's something here. I'm I'm gathering that there's a a matchup of of interest, and in that there's a community that there's a need there. But also, was there a connection for you for Amiibo? Like you you enjoy collecting them? Was it was it that portion of it, or was it just purely satisfying a need that sort of externally from your own experience with Amiibo? I feel like it's Probably both. And I'll say this. Um, wave one and two. I, okay, so the beginning waves of Amiibo, actually, I knew they were there. I knew they existed. I didn't care about collecting them. I actually <laughs> was very like, this is the dumbest thing people are doing. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know how people are going broke with these things, but yep. oh my god. So I <laughs> jinxed it for myself, and I was like, yeah, famous so last my- words. <laughs> yep. So I got a Fox Amiibo for my brother. He actually oh, bought it yeah. through eBay. But he, we didn't get it you know, at retail price because everyone and their mothers were selling these things. Mm-hmm. So he bought it from eBay. It was like 35 bucks at the time. And 
I looked at this amiibo and I was like, holy shit, this is my main Smash Brothers character. This thing looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, crap, I need to get all my mains from Smash. I got all my mains from Smash. But then I was like, now I need to collect them all. So it kind of went into this whole thing of where like, I was like, fuck, I'm screwed. So <laughs> <laughs> without realizing it, I was like, oh my god, I'm spending They gotcha. Yep. No, horribly. Um, I, and the other thing, too, I was always very into the Nintendo community. I was I played most Nintendo games when I was a kid, as yep. uh, like most kids. But I, that's what I was involved with more. I wasn't like, I mean, I did play PlayStation 2 and whatnot, but I was more like Mario games. Like, that's what I liked the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, I started collecting these amoe- Amiibo figures around Wave 3. Like, my first one that I actually pre-ordered was a Charizard during Wave 3 from nice. Amazon. From that point forward, I was like, I have to create a community because a lot of people are going through the whole thing where I saw my area. They're like, fuck, where can I get these Amiibo? How are you mm-hmm. getting them online? So I was like, there's something lacking here. Um, and then I started creating Amiibo Steel. So a lot of the name Amiibo Steel is very contradicting because a lot of people are like, what what is this idea of Amiibo and stealing? Yeah. So I've always had that question pop up. And how I put it, how in my mind it makes sense was you're collecting these amiibo figures, but you're taking it back from the scalpers who are going in first and getting all this pre-order availability. And I'm giving the information to the collectors, to the true collectors, how to actually get them. So we're taking it back from the people who are taking it away from us. I've always, I've always read it as kind of like, what a steal. Like, I can't believe I I did that. I can't believe I I, I got it. So yeah, that's how I've, I've never taken it as I'm stealing it from a retailer or anything, (laughs) but man, I'm so lucky. This is almost like I'm stealing it sort of thing. Right. I mean, it can be interpreted in different ways, but I, I know that I've had a lot of people question that. Yep. I guess. It, it was weird because, I mean, I didn't know why the two came together, but at, at some point I was kind of just like, okay, whatever. Just a toilet then, thought, maybe. Exactly. With that switch. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> Poop time. Poop time. Poop time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't... I don't know if it's fair for me to ask. Let me ask it anyways. Like It's like asking a magician to share his, his tricks. How, where are you getting your information? Like, how how did you like you, people came to you because you were reliable, a reliable sense uh, source of information. How did you do that? How did you find out where these things were and how to get them and and then relay that in a timely in a time? You had to be on this like right. moment to moment and then be right often. So as a kid uh at the time <laughs> I had a lot of time on my hands. I really did, um, sure. especially during this wave, which when I started was during the summer, actually, of me going, I guess, my sophomore year, going to junior. It was my, it was that time where I was in the summer break. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of mimicking, to some extent, what Amiibo News and Amiibo were doing. Gotcha. But then I actually started going into, you know, learning about the Red community, also learning about page monitors and kind of just learning how, where exactly to find them and then refreshing every day to see if they've added new stuff on their websites. Mm-hmm. So I was constantly on top of that. Uh, which retailers always put pre-orders first, which ones didn't, which ones are better. That's kind of what I was doing. And yep. So I started learning the ways of doing that, and I was like, okay, cool. So now I'm on my own. I don't have to depend on other people. I, I'm getting the sources before anyone else. Right. So you found a way to be efficient at that, because I think there's th- that that's kind of the way that I would think about going about things, but you found a way <laughs> to have your, your netcast so wide and with, like, less effort than maybe doing it manually each time so you're you right. have you have kind of systems in place in order right, to find exactly. this stuff 
So okay. where did where did things kind of kick off for you? Where did, where do you remember if there was a moment where things started to really pick up and people were like, oh, this is where I need to like Amiibo Steel is where I need to be to find out how to satisfy this insane addiction of collecting all of my Amiibo. <laughs> like this is this is my source. So what I was doing at the time was also you know I never used Reddit. That to me was new. That yeah. was foreign. Like, I didn't know what it was. I was like, well, what the hell is this? But then I kind of remembered, you know, the whole foreign-based thing. So I created a username by the name of Mebosteo, and it's, it's currently the one that I still use today. Um, so, I mean, people started recognizing the name Amiibosteo from because I was always probably one of the first people to post it on Reddit, and I would mm-hmm. always then post it on Twitter, too. So I always kind of went back and forth. So people recognized that, and people started asking me, so I was like, are you a Mubo Steel? Because a lot of people would see me actually, you know, I would have my own shirts, I would have business cards, like it's really oh, done. Oh, wow. I went full beyond to get my name or brand out there. Yep. Um, so people started recognizing me, uh, and it was cool, because, you know, like I was actually connecting with these people who I was connecting online with. Um, so it really started kicking off there. I had a whole year that I, you know, started doing Amiibo Steel. I mean, to some extent, I do kind of go back and forth with it. Sure. But not as before, at least, because, you know, there's not a lot of like, Amiibo-related news. It's kind of just like we get a couple every so often. Yeah. Um, do you think so, we'll ever go back to that that craze again? Is that even possible in your mind? In the sense of pre-order availability or availability, you know, during launch and stuff like that, I yeah. think Nintendo has upped their game in that sense because yeah. we don't have that craze anymore. So it was one of those things where it was so limited to that everyone wanted it just to prove a point that I have this rare figure that you can't get. Pretty much. And, and Nintendo has, as they've said, it, that wasn't their intention when they were creating this figure. So I don't yep. think we'll ever get to that point. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like they can create some popularity and stuff, it's through probably the Smash ports with Amiibo, just because it's the final three Smash Brothers characters that we need. Right. But I don't see it really going <laughs> that crazy. Yeah. Just a couple more. You yeah, have them exactly. all, but we'll just throw <laughs> just a few more. So I think I was, I can't remember who I was talking to you about this, but just recently we were kind of discussing you know, whether or not Nintendo was nefarious in their ways of shortchanging us and creating these scarcities in, in their stock. And I think when it, with the first rounds of, of the Amiibo, especially with them starting with the Smash Brothers characters, it was more about the fact that there were dozens and dozens of different SKUs that they had to look at. It's not like now where there, I don't know if there will, will be the same sort of scarcity because we get two three four at a time now like the it's very manageable for us to for us to buy them and it's also on the flip side manageable for nintendo to ship them and to create them but before right. i mean there was just so many and, and with retailers you could only you could only have so many so much shelf space right exactly. so you actually did have to limit the number like i so i don't fault them for that so i guess i guess my question really is whether or not I, I assume that that they've figured out how to manage their inventory a little bit better, but I'm wondering if they if they come up with another explosion of characters like like they did with Smash. I don't know if there's another property that Nintendo has that that spans that vast number of characters and properties that would put them in that sort of situation. And if there is, right. I don't know if they would do that again. I feel like maybe they've kind of realized that, and that, and I feel like this is why they're holding off to those last three Smash Brothers characters. It's that they've noticed the hype that came with it, and yes. maybe they're just prolonging it. So mm-hmm. you know, there's people they're having people talk about it. Um, but like what you're saying, I don't think there's an IP out there other than Smash Brothers that actually has that amount of characters, or at least you know, like uh, like 
reason to have all these musical figures to come out all at once or popular characters in that sense. Yeah. Um, they're all a, they're all top level characters where if you dive into like any level below that, if you go into a Mario or a Zelda, like those are obviously top tier franchises. But aside, right. aside from like the, the players that you, like the characters that you play or their, the, vil, the main villains, it's all support characters from yeah. there. So I think we're seeing that, I think right now with, with the Zelda amiibo too, with the Breath of the Wild stuff that's coming out. So it'd be interesting to see. That's, that's kind of the whole magic of, smash brothers as well right is that is all of these different characters that that you never imagine playing in the same field and playing in the same sandbox but here they are exactly. anyways so it'd be interesting to see if they do another like smash 2 round of things and if people would fall for that again exactly and i mean uh they do have a lot of um i guess they have a good opportunity right now with the smash port you know a lot of people are talking about that is mm-hmm. people are saying that maybe we can get it during e3 maybe an announcement then but i mean bringing that onto the switch you know there's they can only add so many characters into the game that i feel that they can only make <laughs> that's what you think uh, <laughs> 104 characters <laughs> oh, oh my god i'd love that but you know nintendo will be nintendo yeah and they'll only bring like five six more characters and be like and this is it that's Here it your amiibo nah, people will buy it anyways okay right. so then how so you establish yourself as as a name to be sought after in the amiibo field people are going crazy um people are, are able to start to collect them all i eventually got the last one that i needed was the gold mario actually I, oh sorry I, sh- I should say one more i need is the uh the gold mega man i don't know why i skipped over it I don't. I think it was a moment where I'm like, I'll find them later, or I don't really need every single one of them. But of course, now this is the. I didn't realize how rare he was going to be just coming with the legacy collection there. So anyway, so yeah. things things are things are crazy with Amiibo, um, but the craze starts to die down, and so yeah. you move over to to Pokemon, and right. guess this is kind of where Pokemon Go was just coming. Is that when you kind of made the transition over? I or... literally. So I tweeted out day of. So. Pokemon Go came out, I want to say a day early in Australia, a day early, or maybe even a couple hours early. Can't yep, remember how that went. Because they're time travelers over there. Exactly. Yep. So what's up, Seamus? Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> they had Pokemon Go come out, and I was like trying out the game. So I mean, I created my own Australian account. You're not supposed to be doing that. Don't do that. Don't but, do that. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I did that. I was like, you know, I, I really liked it, and I felt the hype that it was coming to it because a lot of people were talking about it a lot of people i saw on reddit how people are going crazy for it like where can i download it where can i download it so there yep. was so much that i was seeing all this hype and crazy go on for it so i was just like holy shit there's a golden opportunity right here because there's yep. a lot of people who really want to play this game but yet they know so little about it because they don't have an australian kind or anything mm-hmm. so it's just like i asked my amiibo steel community how do you guys feel if i create kind of like a sister page but for pokemon and pokemon go so a lot of people were telling me, go at it, go, go for it. And I was like, okay. So I created it day uh, that it came on for the U.S. release, literally minutes before it came out for the U.S. release. Yep. That's when it started blowing up. It blew up out of proportion to the point that I had, I was one day, like first day I had a thousand followers. And then a couple of days later, I was already like at 40, 50,000. Oh my gosh. So it was crazy, it, especially during the time of the service crashing, because that was a big thing back then. <laughs> right, yes. All the memories are flooding back to me now. Of just like I was, because it came a little later in Canada. So I was one of the yes. crazy people refreshing my freaking app store. <laughs> 
I'm like, what am I doing? I've never done that before. Just trying to like hit refresh, like I was doing just moments ago with uh with Amiibo, trying to see if there was stock coming in. So it was, right. the, same, it was the same thing there. I picture you. Um, let me just let me just go off on a bit of a tangent here. So because you're you're, you're you've got your finger on the pulse, I picture you in like in this in this office in this secluded little tower or trailer <laughs> somewhere, as if you're detecting earthquakes like you've got like your little richter scale somewhere and that's that's detecting earthquakes in the ocean weeks before the tsunami hits the shore so you've got you've got the idea of i i I will everybody will react to the waves crashing but i know that the waves are coming so i see you kind of like see the pokemon thing (laughs) happening but you're right there like and your your little your scale thing is just going crazy (laughs) and the lines are going from edge to edge and you're like yep I will be ready when the waves when the waves come. So that's exactly. that's that's my little picture of you in your uh, in your secluded little trailer, and but but such a powerful service and such a powerful voice that you have there. So how do you translate the idea of being in an amiibo? You're you've got the idea of um, where is stock going to show up? This is where some of the rare uh, amiibo are going to be. How do you how do you translate that to the digital world of Pokemon to say? This is where you're finding the Pokemon that you're all looking for. So I, during the time of the launch of the game, I actually, day before it came out in the U.S., I actually took a lot of time. I played for hours, actually, Pokemon Go, trying to figure out the game itself uh, because there was just so little information about it because it Mm -hmm. came out in Australia first. So I had to really dive into the game and actually play it and just to make sure that I knew everything about it, what was happening, you know, what Pokemon you can find in different biomes, different areas, uh, migrations that were happening around the world, Mm -hmm. uh, different events. So I really had to become very familiar with it. And I think that's very important for anyone who wants to go into community building. It's that you really have to dive into whatever you're diving into, whether that is, you know, creating a community about Nintendo, whether that is creating, you know, a community about games, uh, you really need to be very familiar with it because at the end of the day, there's a lot of people who are going to have a lot of questions. And I see that a lot on the Nintendo Switch subreddit, which I moderate too. There's a lot of questions that are people don't have the answers to. And you have to be one of the first people to actually have that answer and give it to them, but accurately mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So that is very important. And that's how it translated over to Pokemon and Pokemon Go. So I had to become very familiar with Pokemon. Pokemon wasn't necessarily a game that I actually really dived into as a kid. I was kind of very games to me. I was very secluded too because it wasn't like I mean I was falling into the pattern of my parents and you know my siblings. They weren't necessarily playing games, but yeah. it was kind of just like me having this back and forth with my cousin where I saw him playing games and I mean I became pretty familiar with them. So I do give him a lot of props for it because if it wasn't for him, I was I wouldn't be playing games. Mm-hmm. Probably I would not be sitting here talking to you. Amazing. Um, exactly so i I love the way that works exactly and the thing is you know like you will learn you put you'll pick up some things from your family members and people who you need in in life so Mm -hmm. i mean i picked up a lot from him in that sense so same thing i dived into pokemon played a couple pokemon games and just i really into the community pokemon go as well and at the time what really helped me too was that niantic wasn't still isn't very vocal (laughs) with their updates they (laughs) suck like oh my god like i mean I, I, to some extent, I feel like I was, I was defending them to some extent. Yeah. But the thing is, and it, this will kind of go into what Nintendo Bubble News is, it's that I became very tired of, you know, Nintendo, uh, Nintendo, not Nintendo, my bad, Niantic. Yep. Kind of became very tired of how they're very lazy with certain updates. Like, 
the community is clearly giving them ideas. You know, there's people creating concept arts. Like, there's so much that's happening that they're like, we want this, but they're not listening to the community. So mm-hmm. why let my community suffer for your actions? Yeah. So that 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 is why I you know converted my PokeSteel account into Nintendo Mobile News related. Like, I've right. been posting like Nintendo related news, including Pokemon. Okay, so now you're now you've kind of blown it wide open. So you had kind of like your specialty areas into Amiibo and, t- and then to Pokemon. Now we're now we're talking about everything Nintendo on a mobile phone, sort of, which is again perfect timing. Like you're right there with your Richter scale. The the idea <laughs> that we we now have Super Mario Run, we have Fire Emblem Heroes, we know that more is coming. So right. kind of what is the now that it's a little bit more wide open, what is the focus here? Like what is the idea that like what is the need that you're satisfying with this new channel? With this new channel, I feel like um as a content creator it just gives me the ability to actually talk more about different things that I was opposed to and not talking about just because at the time I was I felt very constrained since I only had Pokemon Go and Pokemon yeah. and Amiibo, so I really couldn't talk a lot because the mm-hmm. response wouldn't be the same because it's like that's what it created my community out of. If I give them something else, it's a whole different story. People are gonna be like, "What is this?" So it gives me kind of like a broader audience in that sense to talk about Nintendo as, as I love everything that they're pushing out for the Switch. Um, and we'll go into that in a little bit because I know that you have a couple of things about the Switch, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've had quite the journey, as you know, Hoshway. Exactly, and no, and I will say this real quick. Um, I feel exactly the same way you did. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to say it. like I watched the presentation, and yep. you know there was so much hype. Like you know they actually had a pretty good start with the music and the flashing lights, and you're like, holy shit! Oh yeah, it's like, I'm you into this. Said, right? You're like, oh, this is so different. It's not like the PlayStation 4 Pro, you know, announcement that they mm. had. Mm-hmm. which was like super boring yeah i'm sorry but that's how I'm it was with you. and it was a roller coaster you know you were at your peak and you're going down that's exactly how it, i felt but same thing broader audience i can talk more about nintendo i can talk about the nintendo mobile games that are coming and mm-hmm. i can just build an audience off of that which gives me more uh i guess my community it, it, it will last longer in that sense there's more life there like, yeah and so similarly with the amiibo steel, like there's a there's a crossover between a need that you're that you're identifying and a way that you can satisfy that need in a in a different way, but also with like your your own personal interest. So I'm curious, like where are you personally with what Nintendo has done so far on on the mobile side of things? So I actually I'm very happy with them actually. Nice. Uh, so very happy. Super Mario Run. I okay. <laughs> Here we go with this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I was one of the first people to be like, I'm not paying ten dollars for this game. I don't. I was like, how the hell do you get this three worlds? Yeah. And I mean, I was kind of just like, this is it. I was like, no, this is too expensive. But then I actually decided to. I was like, we're gonna call it YOLO, and we're gonna pay for it, and let's see what happens. <laughs> so I paid for it, and I was quite shocked. I was like, this is actually really good. I was yes. very happy. But I was like, wow, you have so many different levels, you have so many mm-hmm. different coins, you have these different events that they're putting into the game. I didn't care about Mitomo. I still don't care about Mitomo. Mitomo yeah, I don't have I tried. Fun. I really did, because I wanted to give Nintendo the benefit of the doubt that there was something there, and I wanted to be right there. But well, to quick aside on that one, I ruined it because somehow I don't. I feel like my name was popping up on everybody's recommended friends list, <laughs> and I was just accepting everyone. I I haven't checked in forever. I probably have like 850 friends on Mitomo, oh and I God. need a way. I need a way to clear that out. I need a quick way to just start over. I'll have you and Bobby, and that's it. 
That's perfect. That's awesome. Same thing. It was kind of just like, you know, I, I a lot of people were talking about like how some of these were really personal questions. I really didn't care about it because yeah. I'm, you know, at the end of the day, I'll respond to whatever. Yeah. But it was kind of just like it's this constant repetitiveness of where I had to answer five billion questions. Yes. Uh, and I was coming up with like, something clever every single time. Like it, it takes exactly. a little longer than just like even multiple choice would have been a different way of doing it. Exactly. And I didn't find it entertaining. I kind of found it, you're killing my phone. Um, you know what it was, though, Hoshue? It was, and I don't know if anybody really realizes this, is that um, Nintendo likes to use its fans as marketing experiments or even just mm -hmm. tech demos. So Mitomo was a tech demo. It was trying to understand, like, maybe it was a stress test. It was like a live test of how many people <laughs> can we get onto our servers doing certain activities? Is it all going to work or is it all going to fall flat? And if it does fall flat on Mitomo, who cares? Because we have Mario coming. Like, exactly. they didn't they didn't launch with Mario for that reason. Everybody was wondering why would they do this kind of off-the-wall thing. Oh, it's just Nintendo. It was a test. There was, there's no doubt in my mind that they didn't want a, a top tier franchise to be sullied by the, by, uh, a, a poor experience, a poor user experience. So they put out Mitomo. Right. Who cares if it doesn't really work? Uh, so that's what it was. And I think that we can expect more and more of that as we continue on with, with Nintendo. I think with the Switch coming out, which we could talk about in a bit, a lot mm -hmm. of the online stuff, it's all tests. We're all yeah. kind of participating and we're, we're providing data to, to Nintendo to then improve upon, hopefully to improve upon. But that's really it. Any, any bad experience we're having with them or things that, that don't really match up with what we've come to expect, they're trying something new. Exactly. And I mean, adding on to what you're saying, it's what a lot of people, you know, they don't realize is that Mitema was actually their first mobile. You can't, I'm not going to say a mobile game, but it was their first mobile app. Yeah, uh, they had a little couple of mini games and whatnot, but that was their first experience, or at least you know, creating a mobile app that is Nintendo's property. Mm -hmm. And you know, so many different good games came out of it, which was like Super Mario Run, and now we have Fire Emblem Heroes, and a lot of people are loving Fire Emblem Heroes. Like they mm -hmm. did a fantastic job for that. Um, <laughs> and what I like about Nintendo is that you know they're actually giving us a pretty good game just for a mobile app which i think is very different from what we've been getting from them uh with their ips and recently but i mean i feel like they're in a good direction at least in mobile apps and maybe they'll translate over to the switch i hope so and that's the that i hope so and i think that um sorry i'm just having to adjust my volume here because my dogs are barking so hopefully yeah, this no is all working out well on the recording side uh you can hear everything but i'm i'm adjusting the recording um what the hell was i saying um I hope that they actually start to roll out information, but I, I actually do want to give them a little bit of credit here because pre-orders are sold out everywhere. There is really no need for them to give us anything more at this moment. People were talking about the advertising being a little shy and the messaging being short, but they really have, they don't owe us anything at this point because we've all bought up regardless of their messaging at this point. So I think yeah. as soon as it launches, as soon as there's more stock to be purchased, we can expect a little bit more from Nintendo. At least that's my perspective. I don't know what you think about that. Well, I think that, you know, a lot of people have been complaining about, you know, that we were getting so many little games, uh, or at least, you know, first IP games during launch. And I feel like a lot of people are saying, you know, like this, I don't want to get it because, you know, I'm not getting that Splatoon game. I'm not getting Super Mario Odyssey. But, I mean, they're, what you're saying, like, strategically, it's very smart what they're doing because, you know, clearly, Splatoon 2 is either 
completely done or they're still trying a couple things that are very mm. like the final touches to it because yep. they're giving us a demo in march so um, it just says that you know like they're hearing what we want but yep. they're just you know they're just trying to find a right timing to everything you know the holidays the summertime right now launch i mean they have good periods of time where they can actually get and attract a lot of people to actually buy this thing mm-hmm. a lot of people myself included um Actually, I didn't want it. I, I heard the Nintendo Switch presentation and all, but I was set on getting it regardless. So, I mean, they had a lot of people to actually jump into this thing. Um, but, I mean, I feel like they're doing pretty good with it so far. A lot of questions are available right now. There's a lot of questions that they're still, people are still asking, like online, uh, you know, the online service. They, we have an estimate of what the price will be, but, you know, people are still questioning that too, what that's going to be like. Bluetooth support for headphones and stuff. There's little mini things that I feel like they can clear up very soon about it. Because clearly the presentation itself didn't give us all those answers. Like, we got a full press release hours after the presentation being like, these are all the games. Look at all of these trailers. It's like, why didn't they show that? Uh, But, I mean, strategically, they're doing pretty good. Um, I think people should... Don't complain too much. Play Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I know right? Can, yeah, exactly. Like, enjoy that. Like, we've been waiting yeah. for that game from 2012, 2013. Like, it's been forever. So enjoy that. It's going to take me a couple, like, a month or two to actually beat that thing. Because with working everything, it's going to take me some time. But, I mean, it's going to at least, you know, I'm going to enjoy the game until, you know, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe comes out. You know, I'm going to pick that up just because... My little brother broke my disc, but whatever. Oh, uh, what? Yeah, it's super annoying. He had to broke his, break his face. <laughs> no, like, I mean... I How did he break that. the disc? So, my little brother is uh, such a good kid. How so, little are we talking here? Like, how much younger? Five, four. Okay, yep. Five, okay. So, five or four I, years younger than you, or he's five? He's five. Oh, wow, holy cow. Yeah, so, no, but he doesn't, like, at a... He knows out of spite, so he does. he doesn't, you know... Because he, he, he should he know better. Yeah, he should know better. Like, oh no, he knows that he's doing that wrong. But whatever. Um, but whatever. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, deluxe edition. I'll get it. Whatever. Um, How long but, have you been without Mario Kart at this point? I got it at launch, so it's been six months. And he broke. Oh, okay. So it's not not the worst. It's not like you were playing it really at the time, or yeah. did he halt your experience with with Mario Kart? I mean, I, I feel like Mario Kart is one of those games that you always kind of go back and forth. But like, I I've been think, playing the mess out of it lately. Oh, same. Like, I mean, there's games like Splatoon that I'm going back into, like for nice. the reviews, kind of just like preparing, kind of getting in that Switch mode, if anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had to pick it up, but I'm pretty good at least in that sense. Like, I have my games pre-ordered and whatnot. So day one, what does day one look like for you? Is it is it booked off? Are you? Is it a midnight release pickup? Like, what's the opportunity for the Switch for you day one? So this is what I'm doing. So switch day release. So I ordered it on Amazon. So I have bad luck with my carriers because they mm. either if UPS delivers it, I might get it like three or four in the afternoon. Yeah. So I'm going to be playing the waiting game. But oh, meanwhile, man. yeah, the waiting game sucks. But you know what? The thing is, I wasn't going to do midnight release because there's people who are fucking crazy. Went <laughs> I'm telling you, I went through the Amiibo thing. I actually like, I mean, there was days where I was outside waiting at a Best Buy, waiting for Dark Pit, waiting for Ness and King DDD oh, restock. Man, Dark Pit. I, exactly. 
like, Dark Pit was a dark time for me. I remember, I remember giving a guy. I, this is about as mean as I get. I think it's about <laughs> it's pretty passive. Well, unless I'm talking to Bobby, then I get really outrageous. Let's be honest. But Dark, dark Pit was. A, I was in Vancouver at the time visiting my brother, and I'm like, I got to peace out for a little bit. There's this thing that's coming out. Like you, when it's sort of when people are not really understanding the craze, it's hard right. to even like give them the full story. So I just didn't even bother. I'm like, I just got to run to Best Buy real quick and and go grab this thing. And right. so I get there and. I wasn't able to get one, long story short, but what I did find there was while we were waiting for one of the clerks to or cashier guys to help us out, there's this other dude with a bag full of them from some other store. Oh and he, I don't, God. I don't I'm like, and he's ahead of me asking for dark pit. And I'm like, well, you already have one. What do you, why do you it. want another one? And he's like, well, I'm going to sell them, of course. And I'm like, and I just gave him one of those, like, really, dude? Oh and God. it just, I was so I was shaking. I was so mad because of course it was the it was a typical situation where you've got the scalper right there who's going to be making hundreds of dollars off of these things, and then on the other side of them on my right is a mother and her kid, and he just wants the toy. And this right. dude over here has four of them in his bag. I, I wish. I mean, this is probably the secrets that you know better than anybody of how he got those. Because I right. was there at open, I was there even before it opened. So he he managed to get everything that he needed to make a buck. And there's kids who who just don't get them. And it was such a turning point for me because I I literally saw a kid not able to buy a toy that he wanted because of somebody else's greed. It had nothing to do with this guy actually liking Pit or right. any of this stuff. He just wanted to do that. So. Um, there was a couple of times where like my birthday or Christmas would roll around and I would end up getting extra amiibo. Like I, people didn't know what I had or didn't coordinate and I would end up getting a couple, like I got, a, I had a couple Diddy Kongs at one point and rather than like Diddy Kong was super rare at the time and mm-hmm. rather than upping the price, I would, I would still sell them, but I put specifically in the ad, like this better be for a kid. This better be for somebody who wants this and I swear if I even get a sense of the fact that you're going to be turning this around and selling it for a quick buck, then I, I'll walk away. And right. so I got I got a lot of nice comments. I got I got to meet a lot of really great people because of that, because ultimately, more often than not, people were grateful for just wanting to complete their collection. It's always it's just a few rotten apples that that really wanted to ruin it. But anyways, that was my dark pit story. I just wanted no, to know. And I mean, it's, I'll go into that real quick. In my case, um, we were camping out. The whole night, like, no joke, like, we were there at... You had to! Yeah, that's the thing, because there were so many people, like, I mean, there's people who question that, like, really, are they going to sell out? No, you're just joking, you can get them online later. Like, I mean, but the time didn't work like that. Right. It was either you show up on the store, in-store, especially if it's, like, in-store only, you would have to show up in this, like, the store and wait who knows how many hours, and mm-hmm. especially in the area that I was with my cousins but not, the hype was really big there. Like, it wasn't big as where I'm currently living in my own area, but it was mm-hmm. really over there because that was probably, like, the only Best Buy in that area that we had access to. So we were there from 7 o'clock at night, 7 o'clock or 8 or at night, and we waited there until the following day. So we were there more than 12 hours. We were waiting until oh they opened at 10 in the morning. What did so, you do the whole time? How did you pass the time? So we were playing music in the car. I mean, we were in the car. So, uh, you know, most stores are already at the time. They close. You know, you can't really go to the bathroom. Right. Yeah. So you kind of have to drive around and help go to some tree and hope that no one really finds you trying to pee. Yes. So, So, I mean, it's very like. That's what exactly what we were doing. So we were passing time by, <laughs> you know, sleeping, taking turns, listening to music, going around, using the bathroom, using the pee tree. 
Exactly. Hoping that they don't find anyone of us doing it, because, oh my god. <laughs> the tree grows, like, ten feet overnight because of all the... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. Same thing. Um, actually, I had a very similar experience to what you were saying about that little kid. Yeah. Uh, the same thing with the NES Classic Edition. Still oh, man. Rarity. Like, I mean, I went to this game, so I'm like, at first, uh, again, same thing. At first, I wasn't going to get this NES Classic Edition, but then I remembered, mm-hmm. fuck, this was probably one of the first consoles I actually had. So I was like, I'm going to get it, because, I mean, it's one of those things that, what we call in Spanish, a reliquio, which is kind of just like a, an item that you hold, like it's a possession, that it's kind of like it's very close to you. And Sounds my... like a sexy item. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think anything in Spanish. That item um, moves its hips. <laughs> <laughs> so same thing like i mean i picked up this like nest classic edition at my GameStop, and there's only like 11 pre-orders there they are at least 11 nest classic editions there yeah. and there was a family uh three little kids that were waiting there because they went to every store in our area to get one oh. and they cried when they told them oh no like i mean that broke my heart because i knew that there were some people in that line who were grown ass and i was like you're not gonna fucking play this you know you're not gonna yes play this. And it broke my heart being like, you know, like little kids, like these kids were so innocent. Like, I mean, kids, you know, they don't have any bad into them, really, you know? Yep. But yep. They were just like, not again. And I was just like, <sighs> it broke my heart. I was like, these kids aren't even taller than the, than the controller cords. <laughs> 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 They're knee high to a duck. Oh my gosh. That's heartbreaking. That's the sad it. side. That's really the, I think that's where people really get upset with Nintendo is that that you don't you just don't want that to happen we've all been there as kids and you you know that that disappointment and that feeling of helplessness that like you just kind of you don't even realize it as a kid but you're relying on the kindness of strangers that things will just work out and it's sort of your first introduction that like not the world isn't you know rainbows and and fairies and and hey listen but oh man that that sucks so I hope that I hope NES classic does become a little bit more I I actually it was a moment for me to go I refuse to feel lucky enough to be purchasing something from a company. Like it's sort of on them to to especially on like day one. If pre-orders yeah. are, I guess they didn't even have pre-orders. That's where I will fault them. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, if you're if you're within reason, like on top of things, you should be able to get one. And yeah. the fact that you have to like you, it's not even a guarantee if you're lined up for twelve hours outside and maybe there's thirteen people ahead of you, but they only got twelve. That's a it's a really unfortunate situation. But here we are talking about it, and then playing exactly. right into Nintendo's hands, right? Yeah. Same thing with the Switch. At least at the Switch, I want to say that it's, at least in our area, it's doing a whole lot better because there is a lot more pre-orders available. So oh, clearly okay. they're, they're working to actually get stuff out there. Yeah. But yeah, not everyone's the same, at least. Nice, man. Well, I wanted to... I'm going to have to have you back on because I wanted to get into the whole idea that um, your family moved from from Honduras. I want to have you and get your your origin story, which is okay. what 8 years ago I think if I'm doing my math right. Um but instead I'm going to we'll have that as a teaser for a future episode. Um but real quick while I still have you, um what have you got what's what's tickling your fancy these days? What are you what are you playing when you're not building giant enormous communities on the internet? So I'm playing from time to time. I'm playing Splatoon, but I'm also playing Rocket League on PS4. Nice. All, yeah, so all my cousins but not we're constantly playing rocket league we're playing uh ranked so we're always doing that um i'm also building websites helping other people you know create their own stuff too but that's what i'm mostly doing um i know when the switch comes around for sure i'll be playing a whole lot more games um but that's what i'm currently playing 
Nice, man. And then so for the rest of 2017, what what have you, other than Switch, is there anything outside of the Nintendo realm? Like, is there anything on PS4 that, that's up and coming that, that you're planning on getting? Well, okay, so I mean, I, I eventually will pick up Kingdom Hearts 2.8. I'm one of those people that I can't, like, I love Kingdom Hearts, like, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I think I love it too much to the point that I will spoil it for myself even before I got it. But okay, so the expectations are too high? It, it is. I, I already know what happens in the game. Like, I mean, I clearly, I sat down, <laughs> I clearly sat down on YouTube watching, like, the whole 2.8, you know, all the different cutscenes. Oh, my gosh. Stuff. It's so terrible. Why am I doing this to myself? Like, I hope I don't do that with Breath of the Wild because that's going to suck terribly. Stay away. Stay away. Don't spoil it. That's You're such the... an insider. You're ruining <laughs> things for yourself. But that's the thing. Like, even a day... Be- okay, so I had my pre-order for my limited edition for 2.8. Yeah. I had, a, I had it ready. Like, I mean, but literally the day before, I canceled it just because at that time, people were already uploading, you know, the whole 2.8 uh... game through gameplay. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I, I, so I mean that was my highlight of 2017 as one of the other bigger games that I was going to play, but can't gotcha, do it now. gotcha. Well, I'll have to catch up with you another time um, in this year and kind of see how things are going, especially after the Switch launches. So much to look forward to. Thank yeah. you so much for doing this, Hoshway. This is a long time coming. I really appreciate you making time for this. No, thank you for having me on. It's honestly a pleasure. Again, keep up the amazing work with your podcast. Thank you so much for making feel comfortable and like a normal conversation. Like I mean, honestly. Y'all gotta fucking like fucking subscribe to this shit because it's so fucking good. Like, ugh. you Amazing. are you are the dude, man. I'm so glad that we had a chance to to finally. It's always great to ha- like even just have the voice. Like I always knew there was a smart person on the other end of this, but <laughs> just to have like a, a sit down for an hour, literally just over coffee. Like I'm sitting here sipping out of my Mario cup and just just having a quick chat and finding out a little bit of the method to your madness. And I'm, I'm just so impressed. I can't wait to see all the great things that happen for you this year. And I know that you're going to be all of our bosses. One of these days, you're going to be, <laughs> so thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it here. Thank you so much thank for being you here. So man. much. No, thank you for having me on. We're just going to go back and forth. This is, I'm not rapping. Actually. We're just going to keep thanking <laughs> each other. Exactly. Like circular. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, but yeah perfect no thank you so honestly this is my last thank you for sure but <laughs> i like it's all good like i mean i like i mean when i mentioned to you on dm i actually told you i'm actually a really big fan of your fucking podcast because i mean uh, i i've listened all like every fucking episode everything everything where you've been i mean amazing job bobby i big shout out to him too it's actually, all because I, of him Exactly, because I mean, uh, I didn't have a lot of friends who did podcasting, but if it wasn't for Bobby, I wouldn't have known your work. But then that's how I learned. But it's amazing how it works out like that. So thank you. This thank is it. This that this is all. Thing, that is all. Thank you. Well then, how about that, Josue? I mean, what the heck was I doing at 19 years old? Probably not that, I gotta say. I am impressed, utterly impressed, and inspired by by his ambition and his ability to execute, Hosway. I'm very, I, I'm very intrigued. I, I will be following you for a long time, and I'm very intrigued to see what, what you're going to do. I see very big things, and I don't just say that about everybody. Sometimes I, I see medium things for people, <laughs> but man, what a, what a guy. I am so impressed. And we, we chatted 
a little while afterwards, and he had very, even more encouraging things. I wasn't able to wrap things up. He still had even more nice things to say, and I'm very appreciative of Hoshway. And I, I actually, I'm, I'm moved. I am compelled to to do more. To do, I got to do something. I am encouraged by you. So thank you so much. It means means the world, and it came at the exact right time for me personally. So thank you. Um, if you guys don't know, you can follow Josue, uh, two places, really. You follow Hey Josue Ponce or Nin Mobile News, at Nin Mobile News. Um, man, you gotta know that something huge is gonna be happening over there, just based on, what a track record. Who has a track record like this at 19 years old? It's incredible. And in case you were wondering, that music as we were leading up, it was a, it was a throwback to Minecraft from ocremix.org. It was Minecraft Squishies theme over there on OC Remix. I don't think I'm going to... I did it last week. I'm not sure what what I'm going to do with the, with these themes. I don't know if I'm always going to put it at the end. I realized that that actually made the episode look really long, and then it was just this whole thing. I don't know. Go to... Flux to Pose does that. That's the... Go to, go listen to Flux to Pose. They always have a new song that they listen to the whole thing. It's a nice little break. Nice little highlight to get to know a little more music out there. So shout out to those guys. But, but I love I love that stuff. So it was squishy speed. And thank you. Thank you to list for listening. Thank you for subscribing. If you're new, hit that. Be back next week. We're going to have great stuff. It just keeps happening. And I've, I've already pledged that I'm going to be upping the ante each and every week. And I can't wait to have one day have Hoshway back on. Because I wanted to talk about even more things. But we only have so much time. And fortunately for today, this, this is it. This is the end of we the gamer cast you can always follow me on twitter at sean capri sean like connery capri like the pants follow the website we the nerdy they make this happen this is where you can leave a comment at all times follow the the show we the gamer cast it's all one word no spaces none of that you can email we the gamer cast at we the nerdy.com if you have long form feedback that would be send us make a note and send it over email uh, big shout out to the guys at Life of Gaming Podcast. That's also a We the Nerdy special. Again, I'm on Shelved and Forgotten this week with Dave Moore and Johnny Casino. You can follow them at Shelved Forget. And I've made my return. I am back on If We Ran Nintendo this week. It's better than ever, I gotta say. I mean, last week was great with Chris White. He he filled in while I was not able to... To make it last week, there, there's nothing more there, guys. It was just a scheduling thing. Just happened to be timed very poorly after a, a blow up of mine. But I'm back. I feel, I feel great about this episode with Bobby. We recorded it this morning. So that'll be up on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher and Google Play, uh, and YouTube.com slash Nintendo Guru. Otherwise, this is episode 70 of We the Gamer Cast. It is now in your ears. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back next week. I hope you're there too. Now it's time, of course, for Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Sean!
Jason! 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 Jason!